Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning to you. Ten minutes past ten o'clock on this Monday, the first morning of the month of July in the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks again to Congressman Jim Jordan for joining us. You are invited to join us now because we are guest-free in this hour of the broadcast. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers gets you here. If you want to hit me on social media... Yes, we're doing it in the uh, bad places and in the good places. The uh, negative uh, uh, left-leaning Democrat censorship holes of Facebook and Twitter. You can find me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, because we will not surrender those platforms and give them to the left. And then the new one is Parler. That's the one where a lot of people who have been banned and censored by the leftist platforms are gathering together at Parler.com. P-A-R-L-E-R. Create yourself an account and then follow me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, on Twitter, Facebook, and on Parler. I want to go back to immigration as uh, we begin this hour, as I talked with Congressman Jim Jordan about this. A couple of stories, actually, here. Number one, the condition of the detention facilities at our southern border. This can not be overstated. The left wants you to believe that the quote-unquote cages that are being used to house slash hold slash detain slash separate um, uh, some of the migrants and asylum seekers from one another down there on the southern border were built by Donald Trump and were built as such, as cages, in order to um, treat the migrants in such a deplorable way, in such a deplorable condition that it would discourage others from trying to cross the border and to participate in this, right? This is what they want you to believe. 
The truth of the matter, of course, is that these facilities were built by Barack Obama under the Barack Obama administration, rather, in 2014 and 2015, and were used in those years and through 2016 before Donald Trump was elected by Barack Obama to house these facilities. And many who were familiar with them talked about the poor conditions that they were in back then, but it was never broadcast by the mainstream media. They're trying to make it appear as though this is all brand new. And they're also trying to make it appear as though Donald Trump is responsible for the deaths of people like the father and daughter that kind of washed up on the shore of the Rio Grande as they tried to make that desperate trip. And also uh, the deaths of uh, children that occur in while in detention, as if they're doing nothing to help protect them, you know, in terms of their health and so on and so forth. When the truth of the matter is so very much different. Number one, let's talk about the conditions of the facilities themselves. Alexandria Damasio Cortez continues to call them concentration camps. Her supporters, her acolytes, uh, those who follow her as if she is the Speaker of the House, agree and continue that euphemism, that not euphemism, but that that uh, uh, that ridiculous, horrible comparison or comparison or analogy to concentration camps, the likes of which were used to house Jews before they were uh, executed and exterminated during the horrific Holocaust. And we know that she was referring to that when she used the phrase never again is supposed to mean something. Never again has been adopted uh, over the last 50 years as the phrase to use that we will never allow a Holocaust like this of people to, to happen again. So how are people who are familiar with the Holocaust reacting to this? 93-year-old Ed Mossberg is one of the few remaining survivors of the concentration camps. He's from Morris Plains, New Jersey. And he is speaking on behalf of those that he was with in those concentration camps and the family members and ancestors, or or, excuse me, and descendants who have uh, survived them in speaking about the horrific commentary of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Quote, she should be removed from Congress. She is spreading anti-Semitism, hatred, and stupidity. The people on the border, says 93-year-old Ed Mossberg, the people on the border aren't forced to be there. They go there on their own will. If someone doesn't know the difference, either they're playing stupid or they just don't care. Wow. I might add a third option to the end of that. Either playing stupid just don't care, or are actually stupid, not playing at all. And I think in the case of Damasio Cortez, we know which one that is. But that's a powerful and strong statement coming from somebody who survived the German concentration camps. So that's part number one of the story. Part two, the idea that these facilities down on our southern border that are being used by the Trump administration were A, built by the Trump administration, or B, are actual cages. Truth needs to be heard. These are not cages. These are enclosures in buildings that have to be separated so that the extraordinary number of rapes and child molestations that are already happening on these caravans can be stopped while they are in detention. Let me say that again. They cannot put 
hundreds of unaccompanied minors in the same holding facilities with gang members, cartel members, and deviants of all types that are indeed attacking women and children as they are on these journeys. They have to separate them. And since it can, they can't just put drywall, sheetrock up to create separate rooms, it's too cost prohibitive and it takes too long, they put up fences instead to separate them. That doesn't make them cages because they're fences. If you have a fence around your backyard, do you live in a cage? No, it's a fence. So that part of the story needs to be clarified as well. And yes, these attacks are happening. People who are in desperate situations in third world countries, including the triangle of countries in Central America, people who are in desperate situations selling their kids to cartel members to be used or renting them anyway, to be used to get into the United States because of the ridiculous laws that we have, which we are begging the Democrats in the House to, to change that say if you come with a child, you're going to be released into the interior of the United States much more quickly. These children are being abused. These children are being, and not to mention, they are also arriving in horrific health conditions in many cases because they are of malnutrition, lack of water, dehydration, lack of medicine, and so on. And then they're dying, uh, you know, here in the United States, and the Trump administration is being accused of killing these kids through neglect. Do you know... Do you understand how many thousands of migrants are dying after making dangerous journeys to countries all over the globe, not just to the United States? I I want you to understand what I'm saying here. There have been seven children who have died in the past couple of months or a few months um, while, while waiting in detention centers here in the United States that, of course, are causing the uh, leftists to, to accuse President Trump of being responsible for this. But some people may and some people may not understand the fact that there are literally thousands of children who die in these sorts of situations every year. And not just at the United States, but all over the country. I want you to listen to this report. Not sure why we're not hearing it, but I really do want you to listen to this report one more time. The UN's migration agency saying at least 32,000 people have died in the past five years while attempting dangerous migrant journeys. Not just to the United States, first of all. And number two, did you hear that? 32,000. And they're acting as if this is a unique occurrence uh, in the southern border of the United States in those detention facilities because they're run by Donald Trump. More. Among them, 1,600 children. Along the U.S.-Mexico border, the agency counting 1,900 deaths since 2014, with the number rising each year. Let me stop that again. Since 2014, Donald Trump was not president in 2014. Donald Trump was not president in 2015. Donald Trump was not president in 2016. And this reporter just pointing out that some 1,600 children have died at the U.S.-Mexico border since that time. And the number has has been rising each year. Did you see CNN doing any reports on this in 2014? Did you see MSNBC... 
Did you see any of the New York Times writers clutching their pearls about the horrors of children dying at the border back when Barack Obama was president and building those facilities? For three years, 14, 15, and 16, it was Barack Obama who was the president of the United States making decisions and his administration making decisions along the southern border. You didn't hear a word about dead kids. Not a word. Donald Trump is president, and you have seven kids who have died in the past couple of months, and it's, oh my goodness, the Trump administration, heartless, absolutely without concern for the condition of these little brown children. It's racism. It's, it's, it's lack of concern or care, lack of compassion, and so on and so forth. The agency counting 1,900 deaths since 2014, with the number rising each year. 1,900, sorry, 1,900 since 2014, the number rising each year, and you're just now hearing about this. Why? Because of Trump being the president. But the most deadly crossing remains the Mediterranean Sea, with close to 18,000 people dying in five years. This is what is happening Migrants are trying to make their way from where they are to where they want to be. It is dangerous. It is deadly. And in the case of the United States, it is encouraged by the Democrat politicians who tell them, come here, we'll give you work, we'll give you food, we'll give you a place to live, and we'll even give you free health care. These journeys are dangerous. They are treacherous. They are deadly. And they are being encouraged by Democrats. And then, when people perish in these dangerous, treacherous, deadly journeys, the Democrats are blaming Donald Trump for it. 1022, back after this. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? You know, it's always fun to get um, additional show prep from uh, fellow talk show hosts. (laughs) And, uh... Khalid Namar, my friend who uh, fills in on this show from time to time and does uh, uh, co-host the Todd Allen Show on Sunday nights, just sent me a text with a link to a story from May of 2016. Let me point out that that would be, what, six months before Donald Trump was elected president. Headline, deaths per 10,000 border crossers are up five times from a decade ago. Despite a decrease in migrant crossings as of 2016 and Border Patrol apprehensions on the southern border, the number of bodies recovered from the desert remains high. <clears throat> so far, this fiscal year writes this, or reads this report, which started in October of 26, uh, 2015, rather, more than 50 bodies have been found, and the deadliest months for migrants are coming. In fiscal year 2015, there were 21 deaths per 10,000 apprehensions in the Tucson sector. That year alone, Remains of 135 migrants were found in the desert, while the Border Patrol reported a little more than 63,000 arrests. That's more than double the rate in 2010, the deadliest year on record. Until 2007, the death rate for border crossers never exceeded four per 10,000 apprehensions. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to point this out. The obvious. 
Who was president in 2010, the deadliest year on record? That would be Barack Obama. Who was president in 2015 when that number was exceeded? That was Barack Obama. Who was president in 2016 when this report was written? That was Barack Obama. Now here's the toughest question. Do you recall reading or hearing a single report about dead migrants in 2010 or 2015 or 2016 when President Barack Obama was in charge? Not a word. Not a word from a single liberal Democrat blaming the Obama administration for dead migrants trying to get to the United States. Not a word. But then you have a photo of a father from El Salvador and his daughter laying on the riverbank, drowning in the Rio Grande. And the first thing that you hear is that Donald Trump is to blame. Trump is responsible for these dead migrants. I, you cannot make this stuff up. And you cannot report this stuff with a straight face and call yourself a legitimate journalist. I'm speaking not to you, the audience, now, but to the actual press. How can you feature and highlight what's going on right now with the death of a few relatively speaking, migrants compared to the thousands that we're talking about that, that, that endured this over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, and really going all the way back to 2010, we'll say nine years, as reported by uh, the government, uh, uh, government agencies, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. They were finding dozens and dozens at a time when Barack Obama was president and you didn't hear a word. They find two bodies on the uh, shore of the Rio Grande, and Donald Trump is responsible and must go. You've got to take this information, friends, not just for your own good, but you have to take this information to your friends, to your family members, to anybody who's even considering casting a vote for a Democrat candidate that was on that stage, that Democrat stage, that debate stage, on uh, this past Wednesday and Thursday. Make sure they know about the lies. Make sure they know the truth. Take this information and share it. I will tweet it myself. I will Facebook post it, and I will parlor post it as well from France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. We're back after the news. Apologies for the delay coming back in. Wanted to finish the message. I promised I would do it, and I did it. If you're looking for the story that I just shared with you, it's on my Facebook page. I didn't get a chance to put it on Twitter and Parley yet either, or at the same time, but it is on my uh, on my Facebook page. So if you are not on Facebook yet, go get there. If you are, look for France Radio. Follow me there. And I just posted the story that I just shared with you. And thanks to Khalid, again, my friend, for the uh, link. A father and daughter die on the riverbank. And Donald Trump is to blame by every Democrat in D.C. and every media outlet. Hundreds of migrants die in the desert from 2010 to 2016. And crickets. Did you know about this back in 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? No, you didn't. Media didn't report it at all. Did Obama, Obama get blamed for it? 
No, he didn't. Because the media and the politicians didn't care at all. Does Donald Trump get blamed for dead migrants on the riverbank at the Rio Grande? Absolutely. Trump is trying to kill these people. Despite the fact that Trump is the only one telling them, stop coming. Caravans, turn around, he said. Asylum seekers, legitimate and phony, stop. You know, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan brought this up. Lindsey Graham has a bill in the Senate right now that I have no idea why it's still languishing. I don't know if it's still in committee or, or where it sits, but I know it hasn't been brought up for a Senate vote yet. And it is such a problem solver, and it just makes so much sense. You want to save lives of these migrants and these asylum seekers or these illegal alien crossers? You want to save their lives? Pass Lindsey Graham's bill, which would require anybody seeking asylum in the United States to make that application for asylum, for political asylum or religious asylum, saying they're being persecuted for one of the five reasons you can get asylum in the United States. Make that claim and that application at an American consulate or embassy in your country. Let the process begin right then and there. And then, if it is indeed deemed that you are entitled to asylum, you don't have to walk. You don't have to caravan your way from Mex- uh, through Mexico. We'll come and get you. We'll bus you in. We'll fly you in. In air conditioning. We'll make sure you get taken care of. We'll give you that asylum. We are still a nation. That helps people. We're the greatest force for good in the history of the world. <clears throat> and we will take care of you, but you have to make your claim there. And then if you are indeed granted asylum, we'll bring in. You don't have to worry about crossing rivers, deserts, or anything else. Doesn't that seem like a reasonable, common-sense, life-saving approach? But no, instead the Democrats want to continue to encourage people to walk, swim, do whatever they can to get across that border and then claim, I'm seeking asylum, and then get put into the detention facilities. You know, the types of facilities where one that is designed for 4,000 is overrun with 15,000 occupants. And then blame Trump for the uh, for the conditions. It's simply staggering. All right, 216 If you want to get on board, let's do it now. Uh, we'll go to We Are Guest Free until 11 o'clock. So let's go to Cleveland. Charlie on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Charlie, go ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, so first of all, common sense and, and logic only applies to Democrats when they want to talk about common sense immigration reform, under the, which is just a misnomer for amnesty. But anyhow... Uh, You're right about that. That is exactly what it is, but continue, please. You know me as a politically incorrect mechanic, and I'm going to get real politically incorrect here. What happened to that father and daughter, and I want to remind people, we don't even know if they're related or not. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but how do we know that those two were actually related and not just being used for one or the other purpose? But so let's go with the father and daughter thing. Yeah, it's a tragedy. It's horrible. But you know what? the father's fault, if any, if it's anybody's fault. That little girl put her trust in her life in that father's hands, and he failed her, and, and, and that's where the only blame should lie. Second, or primarily for, to 
the Democrats incentivizing these people to come here and promising them all kinds of free stuff and guaranteed this and, and they don't have to worry about anything for the rest of their lives. The, I'm sorry it happened, but nobody from Trump's administration or Trump's supporters dragged that guy over here. Also, I'd like to point out Yahoo News, a you know notable noted uh, uh, right wing website, uh, had an article that that guy was advised not to cross the river by multiple people, and he did it anyways. And where in the hell did they get the picture of him and the, the, and the little girl? So they had that the next day. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I did not see the Yahoo story you're talking about, by the way, that this particular guy was advised not to try to cross the river because of the, the, well, the tides and I'll so on. I'll ship it over to you. Yeah, I would like to see that. And second of all, as it pertains to the picture, I'm, I'll join you in the in politically incorrect uh, uh, aspect of this. And just the picture itself raises questions. I'm not going to say outright that I don't believe my own eyes, okay? But I am going to ask a question. Absolutely. Um, how how do two people struggling in a current to stay alive, um, how do they end up in that position, arm in arm, lying on the riverbank as they drown? Um, I'm just having a hard time understanding that and wondering whether. I'm not saying, I'm just asking if whoever found them pulled them ashore and positioned them that way in order to take a picture to make it, well, as, as heartstring tugging and as, and as infuriating as it is for others. I, 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 you know, like I said, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe, maybe they were swimming arm in arm and they both gasped their last terrible, horrific breaths, uh, at the same time as they, as well, they succumbed to the water and in arm in well, arm. They, they, they were stuck that way and shirt. they washed up together. Maybe they did. I don't, yeah, I know. The shirt is wrapped around her, uh, and, and, and their arms are around each other. It's just one of those weird things that I just don't under, quite understand. First of all, why he went in, as you pointed out. Uh, taking his daughter and risking her life at the same time, and then the, just the way that the photo ended up, I just uh, I just found it uh, a little bit odd, that's all. I don't want to be Mr. Conspiracy Theorist, but we know that it's not beneath the liberal media and the Democrats to pose pictures and, and manipulate things. Well, yeah, look at, look at, look at Damasio Cortez. Look at Damasio oh, look Cortez, at right? You've seen those remember, where she's, she's standing Anderson outside. Cooper? What about Anderson Cooper? Remember Anderson Cooper kneeling in a puddle? Remember the one where the guy's acting like he's getting blown over and then the other two guys go walking by behind him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in, in the floods, uh, in the yeah, hurricane or whatever. sit here and talk about him for, for a day. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Charlie. Uh, but, but let me, let me, let me focus on this issue and a more recent one. Right. And thank you. Send me that link if you could, my man. Thanks for the phone call. Um, that's Charlie Kalani, by the way, a, a sponsor of this show. Uh, Charlie's uh, auto, auto Repair in Lakewood. Phenomenal man. Good, good guy. Great, great patriot to this country. And a phenomenal mechanic as well. He's helped me out on a couple of different things. Anyway, um, Alexandria Damasio Cortez was tweeting last week a picture of herself standing next to a fence, doubled over in tears, Right? She tweeted this picture of herself in tears, and then she tweeted with commentary, I'll never forget this, the first time that I saw these cages and the conditions that these kids were kept in. And it's uh, purportedly this uh, photo 
is uh, from before I think she actually won her term in Congress. I can't swear to that part of it. But anyway, it, it shows her next to this fencing, and she's doubled over, apparently just, just overcome with emotion at the sight of, of all of this, right? <clears throat> and her tweet is about how she'll never forget that, uh, that moment the first time she saw this. Well, ever since then, of course, um, as the Internet tends to do, the Internet tends to hold people accountable for these sorts of things. Other angles of the picture appeared, and pictures of her doubled over at the fence, which happens to be next to a parking lot. She's not looking at, at kids in filthy conditions or laying under solar blankets or laying on the ground. There is a car on the other side of this fence and a single person standing next to it. As she fakes her anguish and her tears for this photo op, other pictures, like I said, were taken of her from different angles, showing she looks, she can see exactly what she's looking at, and she's pretending that she's standing at a detention, quote unquote, cage. So, to your point, Charlie, yes, we have seen the left in countless examples fake photoshopping or photo opping rather uh, situations in order to try to prove a point or try to uh, you know pass uh, uh, pass something one situation off as something else. You know, it's kind of like when they have their gatherings, you know, their, uh, their, their little rallies or campaign appearances. They'll zoom in on like seven or eight people and make it look like, wow, look at this crowd. They're so enthusiastic. They're shoulder to shoulder. They're chest to back. They're packed in there. And then, of course, you get a zoom out uh, photo and there's that's all that was there. The rest of the room is empty. They do this kind of nonsense all the time. And so that's why I think it's fair to question that photograph. I just don't know why. I don't know what happened, and I'm not saying anything's different, but I'm questioning it. Here it is. I found that tweet. It was from uh, the 25th. So what's that, seven days ago? Alexandria Damasio-Cortez tweeted, I'll never forget this, because it was the moment I saw with my own eyes that the America I love was becoming a nation that steals refugee children from their parents and caged them. More kids died after this. To date, no one has been held accountable. We need to save these kids. And then it shows pictures of her in this photo op. And it said, and the person who posted the pictures wrote, quote, Before at AOC hit the national stage and was just a fairly unknown House candidate in New York City, she took time away from her campaign and came down to, to Tornillo to protest the tent city housing migrant children. I made these previously unpublished photos a year ago. Hashtag El Paso, hashtag OC, hashtag on assignment. But then, like I said, the other angles showed up, <laughs> and she's standing next to a parking lot. It's a parking fence, and there's absolutely nothing on the other side of it. They, they, they think we're stupid. And that might be the most appalling thing about it. Not their dishonesty, but their belief that we're too stupid to figure this kind of thing out. And that's what's, you know, like I said, I think what really, what really uh, grinds my gears the most, if you will. To borrow a phrase, uh, Mark in Fairview Park on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks, uh, Mark. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Bob. I just wanted to make three statements here, things I've seen on the media lately. And one of them was a show recently on Cesar Chavez. Very interesting. He's trying to get, you know, unionize the people and get some better wages for him and everything. But they had the same problem with the illegals. He had his uh, his workers and that chasing them on, turning them over to border guards and stuff like that. Also, <clears throat> so I saw was a state of affairs in Italy. They have so many of these migrants that are coming in, working in the fields, and they're getting next to nothing. And they have basically uh, like pay for anything from the country, uh, the, uh, the 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 store, the uh, farm store, and that. But they're basically like slaves. And uh, 
they, they, they have a lot of problems with other producers, and they have tomatoes and tomato sauce and everything because nobody's buying their proper their uh, their uh, products. And the the ones that are using these this slave, basically slave labor, they're the ones that the people want the cheap products, you know. So you see what's happening there in this situation. But thirdly, we have our mattress factory here, I guess, up in Boston. And, uh, you know, how we should solve that? If the system breaks down, well, you get busloads of these immigrants, send them up to the mattress factory, train them how to make mattresses, uh, fire everybody else, and then turn them loose on these mattresses for like $5 a day. Then maybe these fools who are out there protesting that I saw it on the news last night, uh, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll see the light. It's the same thing, exactly what's happening in Italy right now. But uh, anyhow, there's a good chance, as TJ once brought up before, he can go down there. He's a free enterpriser. He can sit, he can still go down there and sell his uh, hot dogs and Dr. Peppers. I don't know if you remember his uh I do. His, uh, statement yeah you know so uh but anyhow i thought there was three facts that might interest you and thank you for your time bob you got it mark i appreciate it thank you for the phone call i always love getting facts uh sister mary grace calling from old brooklyn uh, from brooklyn rather hi sister go ahead god bless you i'm thank glad you. somebody's telling the truth i i will i will take those blessings gladly i need them i appreciate that go ahead i pray for you guys all the time because i've heard so many dead air moments and I was like, okay, they're playing with the airwaves because you don't always come through. Yeah, you never and know when somebody's trying, trying somebody's trying to interrupt the signal. Yeah, I feel that way sometimes yes, too. Right. I, I sometimes wonder what the gremlins are from, you know. But uh, but uh, well, yeah, I don't have honey, any proof, so I don't want a conspiracy theory or anything. Well, I do, and conspiracy theory has been around a long time. They have indeed, and these are deep guys. And when Obama wrote the book. The Audacity of Hope. Did you read it? I, I did not, no, I did not read it. I, I've read enough you excerpts should. from it to know what was in it, but no, I would not uh, I would not buy it and read it's it. It's nasty. They built these concentration camps for us. They built them for us. So. That's uh, that's very interesting, uh, especially the phrasing that you're using, because I, uh, and, and again, I have not read his entire book. I've only read enough of it, uh, pieces of it, like I said, but I'll tell you this, I would still be very hesitant to use that term. And I know there are quote-unquote concentration camps. This has been in the news um, that are still in existence today. They're not, our southern border detention facilities, by the way, are not them. But there are some countries, in, and primarily, believe it or not, there are Muslim-dominated countries where the closest definition to concentration camps that exist can indeed be applied to those. But I'm very hesitant and reticent to, to use those terms here, again, out of respect to the, the descendants of Holocaust victims, out of respect to Holocaust survivors and those who actually, when we hear the word concentration camp, our mind goes to one place and one place alone. Nazi Germany, and I, uh, and I really, really hope, I really uh, avoid using that term because nothing, nothing, can compare to that um, to those experiences. Thank you so much for the call, sister. Ten fifty one. I've got time for two or three more if you want to get in now. But you got to dial two one six nine zero one zero nine four five on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Bob France here on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So I'm getting a lot of really interesting tweets today to France Radio on Twitter. 
about getting rid of Twitter <laughs> and about getting rid of Google and getting rid of all of these other uh, leftist uh, uh, social media platforms and uh, and and biased um, search engines like Google and so on and so forth. And so people are recommending a lot of different search engines. I told you I was using StartPage. A bunch of people are tweeting to me and saying, use DuckDuckGo. Uh, duck, just like it sounds, duck, duck, go as a search engine. I checked that out during a break last hour, and I like it. I went ahead and made that my default search browser, and I'll use it for a while and report back to you on how I think it is. Use anything you can find but Google. Do not use Google. You are only enabling them to try to change the outcome of presidential elections and the direction of this country. Do not patronize Google. Not Gmail. Not Google search engines, not Google phones, not Google Chrome the browser. Do not allow them to affect the outcome. By, I mean, you're literally cutting your own throats here, our own as a nation. Anyway, somebody just tweeted, DuckDuckGo for search engine, but what about email recommendations? And I'm going to throw my own up there for that. I've been using Reagan.com as my uh, uh, email address and email service provider for about four years now, and I absolutely love it. Now, the one caveat on that is uh, it's not free, but it's like 3 bucks a month. If you can afford three, it's like $33 a year. It's less than 3 bucks a month to get completely private email service. It is terrific. I, I would never go back to the free ones like Yahoo and Gmail and, and MSN and all the rest of them. No, don't do it. Trust me on this. Get a site that you can trust. And Reagan.com is the one that I use. It's three bucks a month. It is well worth the cost for your privacy. Greg and Avon Lake, uh, thanks for getting in before the buzzer here. Greg, go right ahead. Uh, Bob, I just wanted to make a, a point. Um, when AOC says that the, uh, the camps on the border are concentration camps. Uh, when it comes to the, the word Nazi, and Nazi in Germ is a German word, and it means in German National Socialist Workers Party. Right. And I think that contradiction has to be made because if she's the if she's the socialist, then you know it, it's quite a dichotomy. Yeah, well, what you're describing, and thanks for the call, Greg, what you're describing is very similar to the Antifa uh, movement. Antifa is supposed to stand for anti-fascists, but yet they practice fascist tendencies. They, 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 They engage in fascist practices in their movement. All the time. That's the thing. The anti-fascists are the fascists. And yes, the anti-Nazis, which is the National Socialist Party, uh, back, back then, uh, yes, they engage in the same socialist tendencies. So you're 100% right. And that, we call it contradiction, I guess. I would just call it, uh, hypocrisy on their part. Thanks so much for the call, Greg. That's all the time that I've got. Thanks for being with us today. Mike Gallagher is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Enjoy the silence.